good news or not, unemployment drops to 3.4%, yet conditions are still worse. I am Ronaldo McKenzie, and welcome to another episode of the Nailable Around podcast. This podcast will be in audio or video. It's available on audio, on all our audio podcast streams, and also in uh, video via the Ronaldo McKenzie, via the neoliberal by Ronaldo McKenzie YouTube studio channel. Here is the story, which is available in the neoliberal journals at www.thenailable.com. Good news. Unemployment report is out. It's lowest since 2018. Nevertheless, many in the tech, media, and retail food industries are laying off thousands of workers from Microsoft to Wawa, Facebook, Twitter, just to name a few. Income inequality is at its highest. More people are poor or falling into abject poverty. Education outcomes are still low and falling. Inflation has decreased, yet prices are high on many consumer goods. The feds just raised the interest rate, promising more to come. And you can visit the article in the Nailable Journals con- um, concerning re- rethinking um, critical economics 101 in the Nailable Journals, www.thenailable.com. I provide a critical analysis of the incremental increase that was just announced by the feds. But the feds are just, the, the feds just raised the interest rates, promising more jobs. So what positives are there in this news, given the other social conditions and poor economic outlook? Is it good news for some, but bad news for the rest, since the national does not take into account the devil in the details, or the situation in the local, or on the ground? This report gets lost in the details of people's lives who are struggling to find well-paying jobs and the December economy that usually attracts more employment in retail and other industries given the usual increases in consumer spending during the Christmas holidays. So the employment was expected to rise. However, what will happen in February or March? Science suggests that the economy is bracing for more blows given the interest rate hikes to come and the instability in inflation and rise in some consumer goods. Places with high poverty and unemployment rates, such as Philadelphia, has experienced increases in poverty, homelessness among the young, and more people are receiving welfare where they can. If not, the situation becomes an issue of rising crime and violence, and of course, We will talk about the issue of relative deprivation in a few minutes in relation to this. But according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, the BLS, payroll employment rises by 517,000 in January. Unemployment rate changes little at 3.4%. Total non-farm payroll employment rose by 517,000 in January of this year and the employment rate changed little at 3.4%. According to the BLS, 
job growth was widespread led by gains in leisure and hospitality, professional and business services, and healthcare. Notice again, the 3.4%, the 3.4% was as a result of job growth led by gains in leisure and hospitality, professional and business services and healthcare. That's it. That's it. Professional and business services and healthcare. But but we haven't we have not heard any growth in terms of the tech or digital media industry. That particular industry, that the, the 21st century that's supposed to be transforming transforming society in the 21st century. Now the BLS released several reports over the last several days. On February 2, 2023, according to the one of the BLS reports cited, I cited indicated that profit productivity increases to 3.0% in quarter four of 2022. Unit labor costs increase as well to 1.11% and that's annual rates. Now on February 1, 2023, the BLS reports that the number of job openings increases in, increased in December and that highs and total separation change very little. On February 1 of 2023, the BLS reports that December jobless rates down over the year in 244 of 389 metro areas, payroll jobs up in 81. Now on January 31, 2023, according to the BLS, they released a report citing that compensation costs are up 1.01% as at September 2022 to December 2022 and up 5.1% over the year ending December 2022. Now, the BL, just so you know, this was taken from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. They, they, they report out the releases or the reports I just cited. And you can visit them at www.thebls.com. Access February 3. 2023. Now, one, as, as you sit down and analyze the, the, the reports concerning the economy and concerning the unemployment, I said to you, little can be taken from this, little positive can be taken from this news. Of course, President Biden is touting this and many Democrats are touting this as a positive, as positive. And also that the inflation rate has been, is now on, a little bit under control, somewhat, yet Consumer, the consumer prices, consumer prices. Are but the but the issue, the, what what is important in this report is, or what is the uh, what we want to zero in on is the unemployment disparities. We want to we want to consider the unemployment disparities. In other words, the national rates versus rates for cities and black and brown communities. Now, a recent news article on St. Louis. That we did here at the neoliberal journals at the neoliberal corporation on st louis shows that even if unemployment rates are at one level in some areas of the u.s those vulnerable vulnerable peoples in some black and brown neighborhoods such as st louis Philadelphia, etc experience higher rates of employment than the national average which have correlated with high crime and violence we call this again relative deprivation now, the title of the article I did, October 27, 2022, was, 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 was developed as a question. It says, does St. Louis and other major U.S. cities suffer from relative deprivation? 
Now, data suggests, according to the article that I wrote, that St. Louis is among the cities with the highest murders and crime rates. The data also suggests that St. Louis is among the cities with the highest inequalities and disparities. In the article I wrote today, U.S. national data shows that crime has spiked and that much of it, much of it occurs within certain areas and communities. The cities that have experienced rapid increases in violent crimes with a weapon and robberies are among the poorest, with higher levels of people of color, including St. Louis, Missouri, where CVPA is located. CVPA High School, because this particular article was written after, the, after a, a, a shooting incident at the CVPA High School in St. Louis. St. Louis overtook Detroit as the most violent cities in the U.S. with the highest murder rates. While at the same time, St. Louis is among the cities with the highest inequality and inequality disparities, with a Gini coefficient of between 0.9 and I am saying to one between 0.9 to 1.2, suggesting significant income inequality between the richest and poorest households in terms of wealth and incomes. Gini coefficient studies income inequality in society. Now you can read my book, Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and, Resist and Resistance to I Deal with the Issue of I Deal with Income Inequality at Length and I talk about the Gini coefficient coupled with the Lorentz curve. <clears throat> because when you study Gini, the Gini coefficient or income elasticity within societies, of course you're studying the Gini coefficient, looking at perfect income inequality and not so perfect what pertains in Scandinavian countries where you have a dynamic of population, you don't have a lot of black, but you don't have a lot of black and brown people within a, within a particular area. Income inequality and the issue of relative, relative deprivation is not an issue. But the income inequality is relatively low, probably between zero, between this more between zero and 0 0.4, 0 0.3, 0 0.4.5, especially the Scandinavian countries. But in countries where you have a high concentration of black and brown people, and a mixed of and, and, and where there is a racial dynamic in the population, you find that the Gini coefficient is above 0 0.4, 0, 0.45. Yes, and in fact, when I studied um, look at the, the income inequality, the Gini coefficient for, say, for example, Jamaica or the U.S., the Gini coefficient suggests we were looking at in terms of the U.S. We we're looking at 0.3, but now it's above 0. .3. Now, now, um, in, I've written, now, in fact, by, by the way, this particular discussion is available in the Neoliberal Journals. Um, in the Neoliberal Journals, you can, and, and it's the latest article that I did. In fact, in fact, let me continue. In fact, the Federal Reserve Bank data reports, reports that from 2014 to 2020, there's been a steady gain in wealth among white Americans, but people of color have little to no change since the 1990s further between 2020 to 2022 not only have not only have white americans net worth increased but it has skyrocketed spiking upward drastically which explains the almost vertical blue slope in the figure below this is taken from another article that i wrote just recently looking at um, um looking at the correlation between murder rates and um, murder rates happening in the U.S. Looking at murder rates, I'm probably spying on the last 
listens there and rise and income inequality. But the spike occurred during COVID. The spike, but the spike, sorry, the spike here, I apologize, it's not a spike in um, income um, crime and violence. But the spike I'm referring to is income inequality, that same article that talks about St. Louis and relative depriva um, deprivation. Also looked at the spike, the, the significant rise, the sudden and abrupt rise in income inequality. So the spike occurred during COVID, yet median incomes are falling and poverty rising. And this seems to be correlating with the spike in violent crime with a weapon. In addition, unemployment in St. Louis, in St. Louis and city are higher than the national average. Of course, you can see the St. Louis and U.S. cities with high crime and murder rates suffer from relative deprivation. Published in the Neoliberal Journals of the Neoliberal Corporation on October 2022. Now, this will be available in um, this particular article. It is also available uh, in video at the Neoliberal by Ronaldo McKenzie YouTube Studios. And we are available on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, The Audible, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, Podvine, PA Adverb, and RonaldoCMcKenzie.com. Subscribe to the podcast for free and donate to us at https colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash And um, just so you know, just so you know, one more thing I need to add. Um, you might ask, what, what, why? Why, why am I an authority to speak to and to present an analysis of this? Um, just so you know, I am a lecturer at the Jamaica Theological Seminary in Teach Caribbean Forum. I graduated from the University of Pennsylvania with two masters and currently I'm doing my doctorate and continue to do research around issues of globalization and economics. I'm the author of Neoliberalism, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance and I'm working on a second book, Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered. With, with, um, with contributions from Professor Emeritus Dr. Martin Mokokani. Um, I graduated, I, I've been studying, I was just, I've been a student of economics since in grade nine at the Bridgeport High School. And then I went on to complete a diploma in, at Exed College in Jamaica with an interdisciplinary, fo interdisciplinary focus in economics, business, sociology, and communications, writing and expression. So yes, and of course, we are all thinkers who seek to be, who seek to be critical thinkers, who seek to improve the lives of ourselves, our lives and other people's lives. We are all critical thinkers and we should all be trained in critical thinking and to apply appropriate thinking to issues of today. This is my submission. I pray that you find it quite interesting and insightful and that you consider the points that I have presented to you. Please send us, send us a feedback. Share this show with your friends. And the argument I just posited stemmed from the original. The assumption is, yes, good news or bad. The unemployment rate is, unemployment report is out. It's lowest since 2018. Nevertheless, many in the tech media and retail and food industries are laying off thousands of workers from Microsoft to Wawa, Facebook, Twitter, just named Twitter, just to name a few. Income inequality is at its highest. More people are for poor or falling into abject poverty. Education outcomes are still low and falling. Inflation has decreased. 
yet prices are high on many consumables. The Fed just raised the interest rate promising more to come. So what positives are there in this news, given the other social conditions in society and the poor economic outcome? I have presented my report and my analysis. Please, let me hear what you have to say and how you will respond. Continue to watch us and coming up later on the Nail program is my three and my three hour and nine minutes lecture, which will be posted up and made available in audio and video on the Nail Burn podcast and the Nail Burn by Ronaldo McKenzie YouTube Studios. This is the Nail. This is a production of the Nail Burn Corporation, serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges through our communication, which is to make popular what was the monopoly. Visit us at www.thenailliberal.com or Ronaldo C. McKenzie.com or of course anchor.fm slash the neoliberal.